Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode... We're going to talk about who gets friends in a divorce. It, everyone gets friends. <laughs> Friends are yet another um, really tricky thing in divorce. Yeah, I'm. The court documents don't specify which friends go with who. <laughs> At least, not in my court documents. They, they might in some people's. They might. Yeah. They might in very contentious divorces. Yeah, they might. They might. They might. But they're not enforceable by by law. <laughs> so it gets really tricky sometimes. How how do you specify? Which friends go where? You may have a friend, um, and now they won't talk to you anymore, even though maybe you were friends first. It gets really kind of um, hard. It does, and you know, there's really no way around it. I mean, you're going to probably lose a couple of friends in your divorce, or you know, your spouse is your spouse ex spouse is going to lose a friend or two. The man's probably going to lose more friends than the woman. Wouldn't you agree? In our case, yes. Because? Well, because you're more social than I am, but that's not always the case. Right. I, but I just, I feel like girls always have, you know, their close girlfriends, and guys don't always have a lot of close guy friends. Yeah, that, you know yeah that's, I mean? typ- that's typically true. Typically, right? So, anyway, but. But, you know, a lot of times when, when you're in a divorce situation, you end up moving. Yes. And yes. in that case, then you get kind of a clean break. New friends. But we we talked about this when we talked about our siblings. Some of my siblings were better friends with my ex than I was. And they felt a loss. Right. And they even told me that. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Right. <laughs> you know, they felt a loss in, because they still wanted to be loyal to me, their brother. Of course. But, you know, they still very much wanted to be with um, my ex. Yeah. And family, you know, it's it's easier for families to draw the line. Than friends. Yeah, blood's pretty Right, because it's like, even though I care about you, you know, the ex that's leaving, I care about you, but I really can't stay in contact with you because the family, that's more blood, that's more understandable, but friends can get a little trickier. It can. Now, in your situation, it was pretty easy because your ex moved away. Yes. In fact, before our divorce was even final, he had moved away. When we were separated, he Right, so you got all the friends. I got all the friends. I got them anyway because he was not. <laughs> well, look at me. <laughs> no, he was not. He's a, not social. He's I not think. a super sociable guy. So the friends, the the friends that we had, I was more the you know instigator in being friends with them, not him. Even though I think they loved him and he loved them, but it wasn't like he was going to go hang out with any of these people like I would. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Now, in my case, it was very different because. Well, we well, kind of. We we'd only lived here about a year when um, we got divorced, so they weren't real deep friendships yet. But we still stayed in the same neighborhood, right? And the same church congregation, the same church congregation, the right. same you know soccer leagues, whatever it was, right? So there was some that was trickier. Well, yeah, who do who can I talk to? Who can I right. not talk to? 
Can we just address something really quickly here? No, now's not the time. <laughs> yes, it is. We're going to address If you're wondering why Darren has a lisp, he's had a very bad couple of days. And, right? I have, yeah. I've had a, a very bad couple of days. <laughs> and he had some dental surgery, some extensive dental work because of a bad infection. And, and so he had a tooth removed and... He's got a, a br- temporary bridge until he can get the implant. And that was yesterday. That so was yesterday. He had two root canals and a tooth My, my lisp is because of that, and it's bothering Paige a lot. <laughs> it's not bothering me. It's just, it's funny. She's, yeah, she's <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> anyway. Back to the subject. <laughs> <laughs> yes, back to the subject. Okay. And so in my situation, friends had, had to choose sides. Yes. And some didn't. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. But it, I felt, I felt somewhat like, wow, I thought we were friends. Obviously, we weren't. When they decided to go and spend more time with my ex, and I was kind of excluded. Right. That is, that is hurtful. It is, right? Yeah. It's hurtful. And, uh, but you got to understand. You've got to try and understand these poor friends that are put in the middle um, of a little tug of war. And, you know, I feel I feel bad for them. Now, another thing uh, causes a loss of friends is, uh, in fact, there was a uh, an uh, article that just came out, a study done by Harvard Medical School uh, that talked about divorce as being contagious. I hate that article so much. I but know you do. I understand it. I do. But so when I was actually getting divorced, actually, I was separated first. Um, and then another one of my friends got separated. Um, and one of our close friends, her husband, said to her, I really don't want you hanging out with them anymore. And I can't tell you how, how much that hurt me. And because I thought, first of all, I'm the first one to tell anyone to not get divorced. I mean, I'm the first one. And even back then, even when I was separated, I would have said to anyone, you know, do not go down this road if at all possible. So I I was not maybe the typical divorcee that they're talking about in this article that's going out and having fun and, oh, this single life is great. Completely the opposite. Um, Anyway, but it was so hurtful when she said, I really can't hang out with you guys anymore because my husband's worried. And at the time I was just like, Oh my goodness, he's kind of a jerk. And this is so hurtful, but I don't think he was a jerk. I think he was scared. Uh, Well, and I totally get it because the numbers are pretty compelling. Yeah. But you also have to realize if you are in the middle and this was only for people that were friends with people before the divorce while they were going through a divorce. Right. If you make friends with the person that's already been divorced, the numbers aren't aren't there. Right. But I can understand why you would feel hurt. Yeah, I I was very hurt. Very, very hurt. I mean, this was my really, really close friend. But you also have to understand where they're coming from. Absolutely. and I trying to protect their marriage. Yes, I tried very hard to understand. And now I can see it 100% um, that he was worried. I mean, her two closest friends are getting divorced. And that was very rare at the time. We didn't know a lot of pe- a lot of our friends were not divorced, and so this was two very rare things happening. And I totally, I totally get where he was coming from. So in this section that we're talking about, who gets uh, friends in the divorce? Sometimes no one. 
Sometimes you lose friends. Sometimes you lose friends. And you know what? It's time to go to move on and let that happen. Yeah. Instead of trying to hold on. Right. All right. So let's talk about friends here in our situation now. I was living here when we got married and you moved in. You moved into my circle of friends and a circle of friends of my ex-wife. Which was extremely difficult for me because I had to try and navigate who she was friends with and who she wasn't. And just because I wanted to be respectful, I wanted to have those boundaries and respect who she was friends with. I didn't want I didn't want to try and pull someone over. Like I wasn't gonna play any games. So yeah, I kinda of wanted a list of stay away from these people, which of course there is no such list, but I really wish someone would have said because I I was I was having a hard time being friends with anyone because I really didn't know what the situation was. Right. And and in my case, I actually was friends with a husband and their wife was a friend with my ex. Right. But you wouldn't be able to be a friend with my friend's right. wife. So yeah. it gets really, really tricky. Right. So what we what we kind of found over the years is you kind of group people into these three buckets. Yeah. Right. Our friends that are, are friends with just us. Right. Friends that are just with our ex-spouse, that, that circle of friends over there. And then friends that kind of span both, that are friends with both uh, both families. Right. Oh, and then, there, of course, there's people that are friends with neither. Yes. <laughs> there are people they in the world. They look at the situation that, and went, goes, I ain't going to uh, touch I'm that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> so I think the, the easiest ones are the friends that are our closest friends that are friends with just us. Because they don't have to deal with... Um, uh, did I talk to someone the right way? They don't have to worry about... They're not being pulled. They're not being pulled. They're not pulled. being pulled at all. They're just like, eh, you know. Yeah, so... Right, and and you know what? It's important that you recognize um, who those people are because you need to, as a, as a divorced person or in a blended family, you need to be mindful that your friends are going through a rough time. They can be pulled in different ways. So yes. identifying, hey, yes, they are... Engage in both families is an important aspect. Well, and we are in a circumstance where we are in the same neighborhood, congregation, schools. So we are going to see each other and our friends and all the time. All the time. All the time. So we have to be friendly and kind and nice always to... Which can know. be hard, especially if your relationship with your ex is on the rocks at the time. Yeah. Which, you know what, in any divorce um, that you're co-parenting it goes up and down all right. the time yeah right um so sometimes you need to vent so this is where having i identifying the people that are just your friends or the people that are joint friends is important right. you don't go vent to everyone in fact we talked earlier maybe we pick one or two people that we could vent to if we felt like we needed to right if we had to just get something off our chest right yeah just one or two people that's that's it and make sure those people aren't people that would go around and tell other people. I of ran course. into that problem in an inadvertent way. Yes, you did. Right. When I was getting divorced, I confided in um, one of uh, my coworkers. And, of course, he told his wife, which is no big deal. I would expect that. Right. But his wife then told someone at a soccer game who then told someone in their congregation 
who then told somebody else, and it came back around <laughs> and you that had, I was saying bad things about my yeah, ex. And you had no idea. You thought that you were keeping things completely separate. This was a work person who had no connection. Yeah, they didn't even live in the area. Yeah. You got to be careful who you talk to. If, if you are concerned and it's a very tight-knit community, then you go talk to a therapist to yeah. get things off, off your, your chest. Or your parents, you know what I mean, a family member. Exactly. Now, let's talk about family members, too. We talked a little bit before. Sometimes your family member still wants to be friends with your ex. I've seen that happen, right? Yeah, of course. So you've got to uh, let that sort of thing happen. You can't just plow over the top of that. You can't force people to be your friends. No, and you can't force people to not be the friend to someone else either. That's not right. Now, what about friends that uh, span both families? We, there's several people that we know that are like that, that are friends with them and friends with us. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that they're, it's actually harder for them. Um, because sometimes I think they feel in the middle a little bit and I, I feel for them and I hope they know that I feel for them. I, I understand. I, because we actually, you know, have friends that are divorced and we know both couples and you know the exes and the and so we have been caught in the middle a couple times and we know how that is yeah it can get really tough yeah it can be really tough when you especially you want to invite both families to something and oh is it going to be awkward i mean yeah it's it's hard so you got to be really patient and understanding um on no matter what side you're on another thing you have to work on when you have common friends is coordination and communication yeah it can be tricky if you're both trying to um, organize, right, the same thing because you haven't communicated clearly. And like, we've had that happen. Yeah, we have. Like a carpool maybe from a sporting event or something like that. Yes, and we're trying to arrange something and she's trying to arrange something. And good intentions on both sides, but because we didn't communicate good enough, sometimes a friend gets caught in the middle. And so sorry for anyone that that's ever happened to. <laughs> yeah, in fact, even if the friends are in different circles, they may actually be friends themselves. Yeah. Uh, or share a friend in the middle. So the game of telephone goes around. So right. if you are if you have a common um, friends friend circles that overlap, you've got to coordinate uh, when you're doing anything like carpools or taking treats to, <laughs> to soccer games or whatever it is. Right. Otherwise, what happens is... People hear, oh, they're going to do it. Darren and Paige are going to bring the uh, the snack uh, this week. Oh no, I heard his ex is going to do it. Right. Oh, so uh, we don't have whatever it is. Right. And then either something gets canceled or too many people show up for something. Yeah. So the ball can get dropped, and people people like our friends or just innocent bystanders can be caught in the middle of our little miscommunications and lack of coordination. So I hope people are patient with us as we try and figure out our life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk about our friends. How to be... I love our friends. I do Do you want to talk about our friends? Yeah, let's talk about... We're going to name them all right now. No, we're not going to do that. Let's talk about being friends with a divorced couple, what that's like. What do you mean? Well, I mean, especially a blended family, it's got to be difficult. Um, especially in our case where my ex was in the same you know, circles of uh, influence, the same circles of friends. 
um, it might get really difficult to understand, especially if you're in, kind of in the middle and friends with both, do I invite them to a birthday? Do I invite both families to a birthday party? Right. Yeah, we've, we, and we've had these do situations. Do I send an email to both, to both of them talking about something with one of their kids? Right. And we've been in this situation with all those things you just mentioned. We've been invited to the same parties. I think we've had friends or acquaintances that have struggled with which family to invite. And yeah, I think it's, it's We've tricky. even had the case where someone showed up for a party at our house and it was for my daughter and she was at her mom's. Yeah, they were like, oh, we didn't know which house to <laughs> oh, come to. Oh, we're sorry, you're wrong house. Hey, no, yeah. that's fine. It's right. no big deal. So we understand how difficult it must be. Yes, and we actually have friends that we are friends with both the, you know, both exes. And, you know, we understand how challenging that can be. And it's hard. It's really hard. And I feel for the friends but i guess what i want to say to the friends as they're trying to navigate us and our exes um just know that we feel for you and understand that it's difficult and we love you yeah we do now let's <laughs> talk about some practical things that you could do okay first off if it has to do with kids and going somewhere send an email to both parents it's always a, the smartest thing to do because even though um, they may be on a certain schedule, like a two-two-five-five or week on week off, you may not know exactly where they're going to be uh, when that happens. So right. When they need to be picked up for a party or whatever it is. Right. So it's always safest to just send an email to both. Uh, yeah. Just both cover your parents. bases. Yep. Yeah. That just that will um, eliminate any confusion. So right. that's one tip that we have. Yep. Um, how about our hurt feelings? A tip is try to not let your feelings get too hurt if you don't get invited to something that you thought maybe you would be, but you're not because your ex is there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's for us. So, But as a friend of ours, take a look at, you know, it's okay to invite two people, um, you know, us and Darren's ex to the same party. Right. We may not, we may decide not to come. Right. So don't get your feelings hurt when we don't come. Yes, yes. It goes both ways. Yeah. Don't get your feelings hurt either way. Because you have no idea. If you're friends with both of us, you may not know how our relationship is with our ex at that point in time. It right. could be rocky or it could be great and we can sit in the same room or it may be that we can't sit in the same room together. Yeah. So be patient with everyone in the situation. I like that. Um, the next one would be... Um, Try and be supportive. We know you probably haven't gone through the same thing that we're going through. If you haven't gone through a divorce or a blended family, just be supportive the best way that you can when we're going through a tough time, um, whether it's a disagreement on how to raise a, a kid or whatever it is. Just re remember, we're going through a tough time trying to figure this out. So anything you can do to be supportive of, of your friend is, is uh, valuable. Yep. Another tip is words. Be careful. Yeah. If if something's been told to you in confidence, that means it stays with you. Yes. Keep that in confidence. Don't then go tell someone else and say, oh, you Even believe. if you think that they're friends with, with the person that uh, gave you, um, you know, vented to you or whatever, 
telling it to someone else, they you may not know exactly if they're friends with both families or just with one family. Um, so be careful. Yep, for sure. And then what's our last thing? Figure out who needs you. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Um, so if you are at a party or a get-together, neighborhood or otherwise, and you see both families there, and maybe one family is is having a hard time, they're feeling uncomfortable because both families are there, and they're kind of off in the corner, not feeling um, great about the situation, and you see the other family, and oh, they're surrounded by friends, or they're having a good time, and you're friends with both people, maybe go to the other person that night and say, hey, you know, how's it going? And so that's what I mean. See see who needs you in the moment because we've been on that side of it where I could have used a friend in that moment and I could have used somebody to come up to me and say, hey, how's it going? Um, when you're just feeling really uncomfortable in some situations. And so just be mindful of which side might need you at that moment. Um, another thing I would say of friends of divorced people especially if you're in the camp of both, don't ever talk to him about child support or money or anything like that. You don't want to know. You may want to know. You might be very curious. Oh, they want to know. But <laughs> um, you really don't want to know in the end. Well, it's not there. It's not anyone's business, right? Right. It's not. And we. Sh- it's, that's very private. It is. So, you know, asking can cause problems, um, but... Even telling causes a lot more problems. Yeah, so you're going to be curious about a lot of things with divorced people and blended families and maybe keep your curiosity to yourself because, yeah, those questions can be hurtful and it, those are private things. They are. Now, if you're really curious, you can listen to all of our podcasts. We're pretty open about a lot of things. That's right. If you're curious, we have just helped you out. <laughs> All right, the lemonade moment of the week you would think would be my dental surgery, but no, it is not. We had something else quite interesting. Well, because maybe you can't find any lemonade through your dental moment. Actually, but yes, the lemonade, the lemonade is that your brothers so graciously. I've got great brothers. Fit you in. Yeah, so. In an emergency, they just took care of you. Yeah, it got to the point Sunday night where I just couldn't handle it anymore. And um, so I booked airplane tickets down to um, San Diego area where my brother is an oral surgeon and my other brother is a dentist, and they slid me into their schedule to to uh, um, help me out with the problem I'm having. So that's a great lemonade moment. That is a great lemonade moment. We could just leave it at that. Oh, no. we got to talk about this other one because <laughs> it's pretty darn funny. So Paige periodically has nightmares. Yes, I would say it's more than periodically, but yes. And um, in this latest nightmare, we were actually at my um, niece's wedding in Boise, Idaho. Congratulations, Sarah and Andrew. And um, we are at a, at a hotel, and about 1.30 in the morning, Paige wakes up and is scouring around the room. And I'm a very light sleeper, so I see her up. I was trying so hard not to wake you up. I didn't turn any lights on because your teeth had been hurting you. And you were asleep. And so I was like, I can't wake him up. So I have my phone on, you know, the flashlight on my phone. And I'm scouring as quietly as possible the hotel but room I trying up. to find my purse. And you wake up and you go, 
what are you doing? And I said, I can't find my purse. I think I've lost my purse. I went, oh, crap. So we, you got up. You turned the light on. We looked through the whole hotel room. The purse is not there. So I throw on some clothes, head out to the car, scour through the car, can't find it. I come back up to the hotel room, and Paige is sitting there with a cute little smile on her face. I thought, oh, she found it. I said, I didn't bring my purse on this trip. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a nice little laugh. Paige went back to sleep and I laid there for about two hours going, my teeth are, my teeth So I had had a nightmare. And see, I I have nightmares like this almost every night. I wake up, I have forgotten something or someone. It's always about forgetting something, someone. And in my nightmare, I'd forgotten my purse. And I usually shake myself out of it within about 30 seconds. And I didn't for for a little bit. Yeah, a lot. Sorry, baby. (laughs) It's okay. No, you actually went right to sleep. So what's the lemonade moment in that? Lemonade moment? I I don't know. I got my teeth operated on on Monday. <laughs> a good laugh. We have a good laugh no, about okay. it. <laughs> if you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And but most of all. Go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. In our next episode, we're going to talk about how to stay connected when one of you in your marriage is traveling a lot or gone a lot, right? Yep. Due to Darren's injury and feeling horrible, this has not been our best episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. In fact, you probably shouldn't even listen to it. Uh, well, if where, when are you adding this at the at end? At the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good way. Where to, that's a good place to put it, babe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>